Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus. 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND. Hey everyone, welcome in to Next Round Preps. John Lunsford, Jerry Young, and I have a smile on my face because it is playoff time. We are into round two of the AHSAA playoffs. We're down to 16 teams in 1A through 6A, down to eight teams in Class 7A. Uh, boy, when you start the season, it's like there's so much football to go, and now that you're here, it's like, oh man, we're here. Where did the season go? It feels like it was just yesterday. You know, John, if you watch this show, you're obviously a high school sports fan, right? So... If you're not excited this time of year and next week and next week, you need to check that <laughs> pulse because I'm going to tell you, this is, this is to me when it gets the best. These even down in, and not even down in, but especially down in 1A, 2A, 3A, where games that you and I might look at and say, well, that's, you know, this small town playing this small town. But now all of a sudden these games mean something. They're exciting. The whole town comes out. It's Alabama high school football at its best. It is. And look, we're going to start in Class 1A. We'll go through all seven classifications here and talk about every game that happened last week and every game that's coming up this week in Round 2. Um, we'll do 1A through 4A here. We'll jump into the upper classifications here in the next segment. But let's jump right in. Class 1A, uh, we'll start in the top left quadrant. Leroy getting a big win over Calhoun, 40-7. to They will be at home next week against Georgiana. Georgiana beat Keith 60 to nothing last week. So that's, uh, you know, for the most part, your ones and twos are going to move on to the next round. Every, I think every uh, classification did have some uh, pretty big upsets happen in them, um, you know, especially in the upper classifications. There's one we'll get to uh, coming up here in the next segment. But uh, so but far, you know, uh, Leroy is one of the four teams in 1A that I had circled at the beginning yeah. of the year. You got Leroy, you've got Elba, you've got uh, Lochapoca. They're still undefeated, by the way. You got Lynn. Those four teams in 1A. They're going to all interact here real soon, but I really, looking at this game, I, I really um, expect Leroy, the Bears, I couldn't remember what they yep. were, the Bears, to come in and play big. They will host that game Friday night at Leroy. In uh, Lotropoca, you mentioned them. They had to uh, play that game actually at Beulah High School due to a conflict on Thursday. Of course, a lot of people played on Thursday last week because of Veterans Day um, or what was the uh, in-the-week Veterans Day on Friday, even though Veterans Day was actually on Saturday. Um, Lotropoca, they beat Southern Choctaw 34-6. to Brantley, they beat Linden. A little bit of an upset there, three over a two. Brantley, a team that always makes a run. That's the thing with the playoffs as well. You get these teams that they're just used to being in the playoffs. And I think we've, we've seen it in some upper classification teams, teams that struggle the regular season but play well in the playoffs. Here, Brantley, a team that is, you know, can do some damage in the playoff over in the northern half, Pickens County. Uh, one of those teams as well. We'll get to them in a second. But Brantley, they beat Linden 42-17. Big win there for a three seed. So they will host Lochapoca. Now, if you're curious, I had a million people fight me on this on Friday night. Yeah. I don't try to go into this getting into fights, but with the UMS right upset happening, everybody, which we'll get to that in a second, but everybody was like, oh, they clearly are going to host a game right a four seed wins they should be able to host they have earned that right to host unless a three seed wins the only team that is guaranteed to host in the next round no matter what happens is actually a three seed that's kind of bizarre you think it'd be a one seed but the way the ahsaa goes it's strictly based on travel and then if travel's equal then you start getting into some different scenarios but a one seed wins, they have to go to a three seed because the three seed travel. A two seed wins, they might have to go to a four seed if a four seed beats the one because the four seed travel. And then a four seed wins, they would have to travel to a three seed. And Brantley is a three seed that did move on. So uh, it's a little complicated, but basically it's weird. The only team that is guaranteed to host, in, uh, one, at least 1A through 6A, because 7A is different, is a three seed. So Brantley, they will host Lochapoca uh, next week. Sweetwater, another team you could you know easily see make a little bit of a run there. They win 48-22 to over Florala, Maplesville. They beat Choctaw County 41-14. Maplesville is one of those teams as well. They're a two-seed, but you expect Maplesville to make a little bit of a run. That's right. And listen, you know anything about Alabama high school football, when you say Maplesville, Sweetwater, you know you got two great 1A teams uh, head, you know, headed for a collision course. Last week, Maplesville beat Choctaw County 41-14. to That's a big win. Choctaw County is not a bad football team, even though they were, I think they were a four seed in that. No, they were a three, three seed. seed. Yeah, three seed they from were Region a three 1. Seed. 
So uh, congratulations to them. That's going to be a battle. They'll play that at Sweetwater. Yeah, because that's a one and a two. The one will host that, and so Maplesville will have to go on the road to Sweetwater on Friday night. Um, I believe every game this week is on Friday night. They did not have to move any, as far as I know. Um, Elba, always a team you can talk about. You mentioned them as one of the four. They win 70-8 to eight over University Charter. University Charter, one of those that kind of snuck in there uh, from Livingston. Elba, they get the big win, 70-8. to eight. Millery, they beat Natasoga 55 to nothing. They're uh, the three-seed out of Region 4. Millery, the two-seed out of Region 1. Elba will host that one uh, as Millery goes to Elba. So your second round matchups in the South. Leroy hosts Georgiana. Brantley hosts Lochapoca. Sweetwater, they host Maplesville. And Elba, they host Millery. All right, jumping into the North. Lynn, another team you mentioned. They get a big win, 53-7 over Shoals Christian. They will have to go on the road, and this is an interesting case of a three seed right here. Coosa Christian, they're a three seed. They had to travel to Spring Garden 28 to nothing. But remember, this is the team we talked about last week that had to, they had just dominated everybody, but had forfeit a bunch of games, came back, put up 94 points, I think, in their first game back after the, uh, the forfeits happened. And just ran over everybody to be a three seed. Arguably the best team in Class 1A, but they're a three seed. That doesn't make a lot of sense until you see the forfeits. They won 28 nothing, so they will now uh, host Lynn because they're in that three spot where I said it's a guaranteed home game. And Lynn will have to travel to Kusa Christian. You talk, talk about Lynn, but this is not the three seed they wanted to meet in the second round. No, absolutely not. Come in with a 10-1 and one record and you're an underdog. Yeah. You know, I mean uh, – I don't know how your system would work it out, but I'm I'm going to say that Kusa Christian's favored in that ball game. Let's just go down to Class One A. I have Kusa Christian as a fourteen and a half point favorite. There you go, three seed over the one seed, a one seed that has had an incredible season. However, Kusa Christian clearly a one seed. They just had to forfeit a bunch of games early on. Uh, the winner of that game will face the winner of Hackleburg, who beat Marion County forty-seven to eight, and Valleyhead, who beat Raglan thirty to fourteen. Hackleburg will host that game uh, as that is a one taking on a two. Uh, Winterboro, they beat Decatur Heritage, who was the region champ out of that region with Kusa Christian. Uh, they fall 42-37, close game there. Winterboro, they will move on. But like I said, even though they're a four seed and they got the win, they have to travel to Pickens County. The Tornado is always a team that uh, is around. I've seen their logo up on the big screen at Brian Denny and Jordan Hare over the years plenty of times. Pickens County, they beat Addison 32-20, to a three over a two. So Pickens County will host that one and reform against Winterboro. So Winterboro is a four seed. You get the win. You still got to go on the road uh, to take on Pickens County. And then Wadley, they beat Cedar Bluff 40, or excuse me, 62 to 10. And then South Lamar beat Meek 33-14. South Lamar will have to travel to Wadley. So your northern half, Lynn at Coosa Christian, Valleyhead at Hackleburg, Winterboro at Pickens County, South Lamar at Wadley. So 1A down to 16 teams should be a, uh, a very interesting classification to watch. As we move on. All right. In the class 2A playoffs, Clark County, 20 to 9 winners over Vincent GW Long. They fall to Goshen. A little bit of a surprise here. 61 to 40 in a uh, super high scoring matchup. So Goshen's going to host Clark County. Clark County, the one seed out of Region 1, they'll have to go to Goshen because, like I mentioned, those three seeds, they get the home games. However, the winner of that game gets to face the winner of BB Comer, who won 49 0 over Washington County, and Highland Home, the Flying Squadron. Who won forty-five to six over Ariton, and I imagine the winner, BB Comer Highland Holmes, is going to have a good chance to move on to the semifinals. Let me tell you what: the squadron is flying high this year, ten and one this year overall record. Uh, wow, BB Comer though eleven and zero. I still like Highland Home in that game. I'm leaning Highland Home in this one. They have to go to BB Comer since it's a one v two, and BB uh, Comer is the one. Um, so they will go to Legion Stadium, not Legion Field. That's right. Uh, there in Sylacauga. But look, I, I lean. Highland home in this. Um, Realtown, the one team that beat them. We'll get to them in a second. They they won their first matchup. But I've kind of said Highland home, Realtown in a rematch. But B.B. Comer, if they are there, would not really shock anybody. Uh, Realtown, they beat Wicksburg 34-14. They will host Thorsby, who beat Chickasaw 50-16. Cottonwood, they beat Luverne 26-8. Luverne loses but still continues the longest playoff streak in uh, Alabama. And it is not even close. When it comes to the streak that Laverne is on, they sneak in there. They were a four seed. It was a tough uh, sneak in there, but they keep it going. 
it's in the high 30s, I think, now in, in years, consecutive years. I mean, even think about Hoover. They haven't been there. Think of teams like Fife. They haven't been there. You must write. Uh, they're, they're not there. Nobody's even close to the streak that Luverne has. But they fall to Cottonwood 26-8. And St. Luke's, a two seed. They fall to a three seed in Isabella. Uh, Isabella good every year as well. They win 44-17. So Isabella will host Cottonwood in that three seed spot. So your South, Clark County at Goshen. B.B. Comer hosts Highland Home. Realtown hosts Thorsby. And then Cottonwood will travel to Isabella in the South. In the North, Tuscaloosa Academy, fairly new team to the AHSAA. They win 35-16 over Red Bay. They will host Southeastern, who won 28-21 in a close game over Collinsville. I think this is going to be a closer game than a lot of people think. I know that Tuscaloosa Academy is a good ball team, and everybody thinks that they're going to go into, uh, you know, bring Southeastern, and Southeastern will be at Tuscaloosa Academy. I think that a lot of people think Tuscaloosa Academy is going to win that game's hand down. I honestly believe that the Mustangs of Southeastern is going to make this a close ball game and could possibly even win it. Tuscaloosa Academy, the old system, spent them out as a three-touchdown favorite. But, yeah, I think that may be a little much uh, there for Tuscaloosa Academy for the Knights. Um, Tanner, they get a big win over Lamar County in another shootout, 64-55. They will host Pisgah, who beat Pleasant Valley 44-20. Pisgah, a team that's always there when it comes to playoff time as well. they got to go to Tanner, though, a uh, team who is uh, the region champ there in Region 8. You can flip a coin on that one. I don't care what the line says. I don't care what it is. Both of these teams know how to win. Pisca's got the better record at 10-1. and one. You do not ever bet against Tanner. You do not ever bet against Pisca. This is a fight to the end on this ballgame. The old system spit out just a slight favorite for Pisca. So uh, definitely a close game, a lot closer than – I was kind of surprised. That's the thing when you play all these teams and you, you put, you're playing against regions you don't normally play that it kind of gets the system out of whack a little bit because you're not you don't have a lot of common opponents to gauge things on like you do in region play. But it does have Pisgah overall as a slight favorite there against Tanner. Uh, Fife, team you can always count on here in 2A. 48-0 winners over West End. Uh, Lexington, they beat Aliceville 54-28. Fife will host that one. Uh, they're at Paul Benefield Stadium. The only coach I know of that has his name on the stadium and is still coaching there, um, I'm sure there's somebody else out there somewhere, but that must shows you how good you are uh, yeah. when you're at Fife. Yeah, a little interesting fact. Paul Benefield has the winningest record in the state. You want to know who's second? Mark Freeman. That's correct. <laughs> I figured you wouldn't ask that question if it wasn't That's Mark right. Freeman. Mark Freeman yeah. is the second winningest record. Not record now, but percentage-wise. Yeah, percentage, not wins total wins. Losses. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, you know, UMS right. Uh, Danny Horn obviously doing really good there, right. but that's total wins that they have the record for, that's but right. overall percentage, yeah. Fife every year, I mean, they're 14-1, and 15-0, playing the state championship, seems like. They will host Lexington this Friday. And the winner of that will face the winner of Locust Fork, who beat uh, North Sand Mountain 54-7, and Sulligent, who beat Hatton 43-12. So Locust Fork will host that one. At home, so your northern half, Tuscaloosa Academy will host Southeastern, Tanner will host Pisgah, Fife will host Lexington, and Locust Fork will host Sulligent. No upsets there on that side. All the top seeds winning there in Class 2A in the north. All right, moving on to Class 3A. One of the best teams in the state, pound for pound, regardless of classification in my mind, is Mobile Christian. They beat Beulah 52-7, to uh, flexing their muscles there. Houston Academy, they win 49-18 to over Alabama Christian. And uh, Mobile Christian will host that one down at Harrison Field in Mobile. You know, John, this is a perfect example of what playoff football really is. Here you got Mobile Christian 11-0. and you got Houston Academy 10 and 1. This is how every game, in my opinion, should be. Two great football teams going into each other, great records. They both know how to win. Nobody knows how to lose. You just hate to see one of them have to go down. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Mobile Christian there. They've had a solid season, but so has Houston Academy. Uh, Flomaton, four seed over a one. They beat Walter Welburn. 34 to nothing. And look, sometimes regions are just stronger than other regions. I mean, the SEC is just stronger than, you know, the ACC. It's just how it is. Right. Uh, Flomaton, they get a big win, 34 nothing over Walter Welburn. Trinity, they beat Providence Christian, 31 to 14. So because the four seed won, this is a, a chance where a four seed does get to host. That is a 4v2 
Trinity was at home last week in Montgomery. Flomaton had to go to Anniston, so now they will host. Uh, Flomaton will host Trinity in that game. Uh, St. James they went big, get a big win over Op forty-one to seven. Randolph County they beat WS Neal forty-eight to thirty-six. So Randolph County will go to Montgomery to take on St. James, and then Strong they beat Southside Selma forty-five fourteen. Thomasville they beat Dadeville twenty-eight to nothing. Thomasville will go to Strong. So your southern half, Mobile Christian hosts Houston Academy. Flomaton they host. Trinity, St. James, they host Randolph County, Strong, they host Thomasville. In the northern half, Gordo, team, once again, you can always count on to be there at this point in the season. 56-6 winners over Phil Campbell. They will host Geraldine, who beat Susan Moore 56-14 in the second round. Uh, Gordo and Geraldine, both pretty good teams you can rely on. Yeah, they got both of them got great offenses. You know, if you were betting over under, I'd go the over. Both scored 56 in their first That's round right. game. So, yeah, uh, you expect some uh, scoring there. Lauderdale County, they beat Fayette County 35-14. They will have to travel to Piedmont, who as a three seed, J.B. Pennington's good, but a lot is expected of Piedmont. Once again, when you get to the playoffs, you just expect Piedmont to be there. Even though it's a three seed, they get a win 44-14. So they will host Lauderdale County in that game. And, of course, the uh, Pruitt name, uh, heavy there at Piedmont with both Jeremy and his dad there uh, kind of helping to lead that program. So Piedmont will host Lauderdale County in the second round. Madison Academy, once again, a team you expect to uh, get a big win. They did 57-20 to over Hoax Bluff. And Mars Hill, this is an interesting second-round matchup that you would not expect to see in the second round. Mars Hill beat Oakman 63-7. to Madison Academy hosting Mars Hill, both Northern Alabama teams. Uh, Mars Hill will go from Florence over to Madison and – not only is this a good matchup here, because Marshall ended up losing that region to Lauderdale County, but a good private school matchup here, too. As much as the argument is in these lower classifications, private versus public, a lot of public schools don't like these private schools, especially Marsh Hill, the tear they've been on, Madison Academy back in the carry on Johnson days, dominating everybody. But Marshall not going to Madison Academy, somebody's going to get taken out. I, I, I Flip a coin, man. <laughs> yeah. If I could pick a game to go to, that would probably be it. Let's see if the old... Uh, Actually, Morris Hill by six is that what the old system spit out? So uh, yeah, wouldn't know. shock me. I'd lean Madison Academy just because they've been really good this season. But then again, so has Morris Hill. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, this is kind of a coin flip there. But Morris Hill will go to Madison for that one. Then Sylvania they beat Vinemont forty-one nothing. Winfield they beat Colbert County forty-three to twenty-one. Sylvania will host Winfield. So. Your northern half, Gordo hosts Geraldine, Lauderdale County at Piedmont, Madison Academy hosts Morris Hill, Sylvania hosts Winfield. Yeah, don't count the Pirates of Winfield out either. You know, their only loss was to Gordo. It was by a touchdown. That was at the very first uh, of the season. That was the very first region game that they played. I'm telling you, Winfield's gotten stronger. Watch out for that that scoop. The only upset there, Piedmont, but that's just a team you expect to, to get a win there in the first round. Other than that, a really, really strong roster in the northern half for Class 3A. All right, Class 4A, and then we'll uh, we'll uh, take a break and come back for the upper classifications, but some strong teams there in Class 4A, including Jackson, starting in the top left of the bracket, 44-7 uh, over Cleburne County. Uh, they will host again at Legion Field as Andalusia beat Sipsy Valley 43-6. Andalusia, your two-seed after losing to Montgomery Catholic, so they will have to travel to Jackson, but Jackson-Andalusia, once again, that's a second-round matchup. You typically expect that in the semifinals. I know. I love Andalusia, but, man, Jackson's got a football team. They're rolling. You said it before. It doesn't matter what classification. You'd put them up against anyway. That's the way I feel about Jackson. Jackson, they are that good this season. Hanley, they beat St. Michael 68-38. First ever playoff appearance for Phillip Rivers and St. Michael in uh, school history, but they do fall to Hanley, who, you know, they're a team who's making made a run to a state championship here uh, you know, in the last decade or so. So Hanley get a big win 68-38 over St. Michael. And how about this? American Christian falling to Booker T. Washington 22-12. Bit of an upset there in Tuscaloosa. So now Booker T. Washington gets a host against Hanley. Um, so a big win there for uh, BTW as Hanley has to now go on the road. Bibb County, they beat Montgomery Academy. No shock there, 56-6. to um, 35-7, Jacksonville gets a win over Bayside Academy. Uh, Barrett Trotter, kind of like Phillip Rivers. You know, you look at the big coaches down there in that region. Right. Got them to, to the playoffs, got them in a good position. You just ran up against Jacksonville, who's a good team. But, uh, you know, expect both big things out of uh, both St. Michael and Bayside Academy moving forward. Yeah, and I, you know, I know how good Bibb County is. I really haven't studied that much on Jacksonville, but 
you know, obviously they're a good football team. That game is going to be interesting. I thought Jacksonville would give Oxford a little more of a battle than they did in that final regular season game. I know that's right. 4A v 6A, but uh, Oxford took it to them pretty good. So, yeah, I'm not really sure. I lead Bibb County there, but I'm not 100% sure uh, with that one. Montgomery Catholic, they win 48-7 to over West Blockton. Um, actually, I know somebody plays for West Blockton. Got the final touchdown in that game when it was already 48 to nothing. So, didn't really matter. And they're like, look, Montgomery Catholic is for real. And I fully believe it. I, I have had Montgomery Catholic in the state championship and winning the state championships since day one of this season. I have no reason to change now, even though we've talked about all the good teams they would potentially have to go through. And it starts this week with T.R. Miller, 20-16. to 16. They get a, sh- uh, a close win over Aniston, but uh, T.R. Miller now has to go to Montgomery to take on Montgomery Catholic. Yeah, and I got a soft place in my heart for T.R. Miller. It's the first state championship game I ever called in my life on WKNU down in Bruton, Alabama. So, you know, I love you, T.R. Miller Tigers, but I'm going to tell you, Montgomery Catholic's coming at you and they got a good football team yeah that's going to be a tough one there so uh you talk about good teams um jackson andalusia jackson hosts that one hanley goes to booker t washington bibb county they host jacksonville montgomery catholic they host tr miller good roster there of games in the south for foray in the north dora upset by priceville 18 to 14 dora they were in a three-way tie for first they win the tie they get to host that game but lose to priceville aniana they fall to brooks so aniana um with fluff there with her running back i always love seeing that nickname come across they uh they lose 56 42 to brooks so that's a 3v4 so Brooks hosts this game uh, there against Priceville. Uh, interesting upsets there, Doran and Aniana yeah, both going you down. Just, you just swap, swap those two. I'd been. I'm more surprised at these two. Yeah, yeah. Aniana, I thought would make a little bit of a run there, Me especially too. as a two seed. But uh, yeah, Brooks gets the big win there over Aniana. Westminster Christian they went over Oak Grove 35-13. Destler they beat Fultondale 43 to 27. So Westminster Christian will host that one up in Huntsville. West Morgan, uh, one of the strongest teams there in 4A. They win 56 to nothing over Etowah. A little surprising to see Etowah get shut out like that in the playoffs, but mm-hmm. I guess Cadillac's not there anymore. Corner, they beat Randolph 42-21, so Corner will host that one as a three seed. Um, Corner, who lost that tiebreaker to Dora. Uh, the two teams that lost tiebreaker, Haleyville and Corner, they both win. Dora, they lose to a four seed. Uh, Cherokee County, they beat Central Florence. I know Cherokee County, uh, they have a lot of uh, fans out there thinking, look, this is our year to potentially do something. I could see them. In the championship, I think in a pick I actually picked them in the championship from the north. They went 56-28 over Central Florence. And then Haleyville, they went 33-14 over North Jackson. So Priceville goes to Brooks in the second round. Deschler goes to Westminster Christian. Those winners will play each other. West Morgan at corner. And then Cherokee County hosts Haleyville. Those two winners will face each other. So that's Class 4A. That's Class 1A through 4A. A lot of big matchups. We've already named a lot of good teams to watch if you're looking for a small classification game to keep an eye on. A lot of good ones there to choose between. So before we get to 5A through 7A, before we get to our Milo's Player of the Week, first tell us about one of our great new sponsors. You know, all year I've been talking about Shepherd Equipment and Disposal, and if you've heard me talk, you probably have gotten like, well, maybe I don't need that service or whatever. But if you do, folks, you need to listen to me. Shepherd Equipment the best in the business at land clearing, building roads. They also have dumpsters for rent, both commercial and residential. If you need a deck torn down off the back of your house, maybe an old deck, uh, how about a shed out back? You just need somebody to, to just tear it down, haul it off. They do all that type of work. They do bush hogging. They do land clearing. They have every service outdoor like that that you can need. But most importantly, they're some of the best people that I've ever met. You need to call them at 205-704-0408, 704-0408. You can always find them online at shepherdequipment.com. It's Shepherd Equipment and Disposal. You cannot go wrong by contacting these people for all your land needs. Thanks so much to uh, Shepherd Equipment all season long for uh, helping us out here at Next Round Preps. Also, thanks to Milo's. We'll get to our Milo's player of the week. He has not been, uh, the, the game has not been mentioned yet. We'll get to the upper classification games. 5A, 6A, and 7A. Talk about some big, big matchups coming up in round two when we get back right here on Next Round Preps. Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment, which is brain changes that are starting to interfere with your life? 
Did you know researchers have proven that these brain changes can be slowed down or reversed in many people that routinely exercise their brain? At the Karen Thrive Foundation, we specialize in helping you understand the specific areas of the brain that have changed and develop a brain health plan, including cognitive exercises, adaptive approaches, and helpful technology to proactively stay ahead of your brain wellness. Visit www.karenthrive.org for more information. We've partnered with Who Is Coffee to create the next round blend. Available in light, medium, and dark roast. 100% Arabica beans. Specialty coffee roasted on demand. Available in whole bean or ground for drip pods. Espresso and coarse ground for French press. Go to nextround.store to get a link to pre-order today. Everyone that pre-orders will be entered to win a prize pack with coffees, shirts, hats, and tumblers. Nextround.store for the next round blend. Welcome back in here to Next Round Preps. John Lunsford, Jerry Young here with you. Let's move on to Class 5A as we get to the upper classifications here. And in Class 5A, one of the strongest teams all season that we still don't have a ruling about is Gulf Shores. They win 48-7 over Beauregard. I don't know that we will get anything before the end of the playoffs. I mean, what would you do, John, right now? I mean, really, I, I think it would be anything. such chaos. I mean, if they had to forfeit those games, would that the next team up just automatically get a win? Do you put Beauregard in? Do you just give Charles Henderson who they're playing this league a free win? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and what about I the teams know. that lost? They would say, hey, I would deserve to be. So, I don't uh, know. It's a big mess. I know that. But. I don't expect a ruling until the end. And then if they have to go back and retroactively do right. something, then I, I don't know. But If they have to. They may if, not have yeah, to. If they have to. But 48-7, they get a win. We fully yep. expect them to, uh, you know, win that game and to keep moving on. However, Charles Henderson, 64-20. Winners over Marbury. They move on. So, Henderson will go down to Gulf Shores and take on uh, Gulf shores down there then the upset of the day everybody had their eye on the matchup of the two winningest coaches not based on percentage but total wins the two winningest coaches of all time danny horn at central clay county terry curtis at ums right ums right a four seed just had to barely sneak in based on tiebreakers to even make the playoffs of course they're typically a 4a team competitive balance moved them up to 5a central clay county meanwhile they were smaller they merged central uh clay county and lineville merged together so now they're up uh, in an upper classification however central clay county a one seed who had dominated all season umus right who had struggled all season umus right gets the win seven to nothing you know central clay county hadn't gotten over this one yet i mean i, I talked to my buddy over there this morning as a matter of fact and it, it still hurts they just it, it, you know, I, I compare it to last year, was it, when, yeah, when Clay Chalkville lost to Parker. Parker. Yep. It's just like you can't get over that. It's not supposed to happen, but it did. Congratulations to UMS Wright. They got to play Headland, though. They do. Headland gets a big win, 30-20, to 20, and Headland hosts UMS Wright. A lot of UMS Wright people were like, why don't we get to host this? I mean, we're a four seed that just beat one of the best teams in the state. Why? Why? Well, the way it works Equal travel, and it used to be different. This actually changed a few years ago, so there's still some confusion on this. It used to be it was based on travel, and then if it was equal travel, the team on top of the bracket, and they, if you, if you go through and look at all my brackets, technically the seeds change where everybody is, so the, like the Region 1 winner will be at a different spot on the bracket every year because they move it around. But now they changed it a few years ago to where the higher seed, and I think this is probably how it should be, the higher seed host if it's equal travel. So now Headland is a three seed. UMS Wright's a four seed. Headland gets to host this game. Now, if they had equal travel, let's say next week, you know, a one and a one face each other that have not traveled or they've both traveled once and they're equal seed, then it goes to the top of bracket. So a team like Gulf Shores and Ramsey and Five Air at the top of the bracket. So if it ever came down to that, they would ultimately have home field all the way down. But um, because like at Thompson, for instance, this year, everybody's asking, well, could Thompson be at home the whole time? The only way Thompson would have traveled is if James Clemens had won out because James Clemens would then be at home because they're on top of the bracket this year. It just happens to be where Region 4 was over Region 3. Anyway, you must write, they're traveling to Headland. That's the end of the story. That's how it is. It was confirmed by the HSAA. Everybody that was yelling at me on Twitter, I'm sorry, I'm just telling you what the rules are. I didn't make the rules, I just enforced them. However, <laughs> you must write, the biggest thing about this, and it's kind of with the Clay Chalville Parker upset last year, it's not that it was like, oh man, it was a great 24-21 upset that kicked the field goal to win at the end. It was 7 to nothing. Yeah. Now I this is usual for UMS, right? So they have a good right. defense to keep it low scoring. But with the Clay game last year, we've seen Clay Chalva. They can put up points. They can put up 100 points a night any given night. Right. And it was 7 to 6. 
It's like, how good do those defenses have to be to stop these teams? For Parker to hold Clay to six points, for you must right to hold Central right. Clay County, and it must be something about the word Clay in there getting upset, but Central Clay County to zero points, and it's seven to nothing. And, and it shows you that defense does win championships, yep. obviously, but it also shows you that that something was off in that game. I mean, you just don't have a team like that, like like Central Clay, that doesn't score a point. Yeah. I mean, I would say the same thing if Thompson didn't score a point. You got, you know, you got the best quarterback in the state probably. You got great receiver. How can that not happen? In my opinion, it can't not happen. You know, yeah. it can't happen. So, yeah. um, but it did right here. I it mean, did. it's in black and white, and that whole community is uh, – they got to shake it off and get ready for next year. So UMS Wright will travel to Headland this week in the second round. And that's not taking anything away from UMS Wright, by the way. Oh, no. That defense played. You just you just see the story of UMS right. Wright that they barely snuck in there. Right. But at the end of the day, it's UMS Wright. That's right. It's like, there's a lot of teams like Piedmont, for instance. They're a three seed. They did not play great this season. You right. just expect them to win in the first round of the playoffs. You expect that out of both UMS Wright and Central Clay County. And I mentioned, right. I mean, Central Clay County is not too far removed from even winning a state championship. Right. But then again, UMS Wright isn't either. That's just unfortunate first round draw for Central, I guess, that you have to play a team like UMS Wright. Uh, UMS Wright gets the win 7-0. All right. In the other quadrant there in the South, Demopolis, 31-28 winners over Carroll, a close game there. Demopolis, they will have to travel to BC Rain, who also gets a big win as a three seat over Valley. So uh, not only did UMS Wright beat the one seat out of Region 4, uh, BC Rain beat the two seat out of Region 4 in Valley. They win 34-22. So BC Rain now hosts Demopolis down in Mobile. Remember, Demopolis only lost two games. One of them was to Catholic Montgomery. That's a great ball team. And they got blown out in that ball game, which is concerning, and blown out again by Jackson. So. Yep. Two four A teams too, That's so right. stepping now very good four A teams, but That's right. yeah, stepping down in classification. I, I lean B, BC Rain in this one just because um, they've stepped it up, been a little better this season, finished ahead of UMS right in that region. But uh, BC Rain will host that one against Demopolis. Then you follow. They win sixty five nineteen over Shelby County Faith Academy. They beat Elmore County thirty one to seven. So all Region one teams move on, and uh, it wouldn't shock me if all Region one teams move on to the next round. Um, Gulf Shores will host Charles Henderson. At, at a region, or Gulf Shores, the region one team there. You must write travels to Headland. You must write the re, the one team, uh, region one team there. Region one, uh, three seed BC Rain host Demopolis, and then Faith Academy will head to Eufaula. Um, all right, in the northern half, Ramsey. Ramsey is so good this season. They get a big win, fifty to nothing over West Point. They will host Leeds, um, who uh, gets a big one over Arab, thirty three to seven. Boy, this is a game I can't wait to see the the, the outcome too. Eileen Ramsey to get an actually decent size win right here just because they are right. that good, I think. Talk about good defenses. They have a really good defense. Um, yeah, but this one should be a good one there in Birmingham. Here's the factor, Jerry Hood. I'm going to tell you, he's been there long enough now at Leeds. He's built this team into what he wants. I don't know. I know that everything's going to go Ramsey, Ramsey, Ramsey. Just don't go to sleep on the Jerry Hood team. That's all I'm telling you. Ramsey's been my pick to win the state championship from the beginning. It, well well before the playoffs, I'm going to obviously stick with it here. But, yeah, Lee's not necessarily the best second-round draw if you are the Rams. Russellville, another uh, tough out there in the playoffs every year, regardless of how good they are. They get a win at 38-21 over Fairfield. Uh, Moody beat Scottsboro. They go on the road. They beat Scottsboro 28-10. Now, I – Picked Moody to win this one. I thought I think my my assistant spit it out at like six and a half, uh, you know, point favorite there for Moody, and they uh, definitely lived up to it. They get the win, so they will host Russellville. This is one of those three seeds that will host Russellville. Uh, I know everybody from up north is like, why do we have to go down to Moody? We're the one seed. Oh, that's just how it goes. It's all based on travel and Moody. They got a big win, so they will host Russellville there at Moody. Uh, Gunnersville, they are a one seed. They won 31-7 over Springville. They will travel to John Carroll, who also is in that three seed spot. John Carroll got a big win, 22-14 over Fairview. So uh, Gunnersville will come into Birmingham and play John Carroll there. Um, I always like to say Homewood. I think it's technically Birmingham, but I could always consider John Carroll's a part of Homewood. Since Homewood didn't win, I'll claim that, John I Carroll. I think once you cross the interstate, you go from Homewood to Birmingham. I'll claim John Carroll as a Homewood person since all I got left. Right. Um, Southside Gadsden, they fall to Boaz. Close one 
one here at 10-7. Boaz, the four seed, they will host Pleasant Grove, who beat Lawrence County 49-17. So the Spartans will have to go to Boaz. So your northern half, Ramsey hosts Leeds. Russellville at Moody. Gunnersville at John Carroll. And Pleasant Grove at Boaz. You have a 1-3-3-4 at home in the northern half. So chaos is already brewing. Let's see if Ramsey goes down to add some, you know, even more chaos to this. But, uh... Boy, Ramsey versus right. Russellville, Leeds versus Moody rematch. I mean, there, any matchup that happens in that top quadrant is going to be incredible. All right, so you know how we have the kickoff classic in Montgomery? Yeah. I'd love to see Jackson and Gus Shores play each other next year. We've talked about that. Yeah. I just think they're the, the class of, of uh, those classifications. Just, go play just South Alabama throw or that in there. Yeah, go play like South Alabama or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd right. be a – Sarah Lynn Thompson. Hey, I got a whole – let's do a whole next round preps kickoff like all week long. We'll, we'll play We'll play some of the best small classification teams against each other, some of the best big class. I got all kind of ideas for that. Okay. But we don't want to get into that we now. We got the we'll, money. We can get it done. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> um, thanks to Shepard Equipment for that. That's right. Um, <laughs> moving on to class 6A, Sterling, who in my opinion is the number one team in the state regardless of classification. They win 54-14 over McAdory from Region 4. They will move on and travel – Two, they got to come all the way up. Hey, you're a one seed in the uh, MOBA region. Congrats. You get to come up to Birmingham and go to Lions Pride Stadium and take on Briarwood, who beat Carver Montgomery 25 to nothing. So Briarwood gets to host Sarahland in that one. I don't know that it will matter. No, However, I love my Lions, but. Yeah. Mm. Nah. At least, you get, at least you get a home game. At least you That's get another right. home game out of it. Hillcrest, Tuscaloosa, they beat St. Paul's 20-6. to St. Paul's always really good defense. When St. Paul's and UMS right play, they play every year. That game every year is like 10-7, 14-7, to 7-3, like some incredibly low-scoring game. So no shock they held Hillcrest to uh, only 20 points there, a team that has been used to scoring 50-plus points a game. Uh, Hillcrest, they win 20-6. They will host Helena, who started off 8-0, lost the last region game of the season to lose a region title. Lost to Vestavia 44 to nothing. They're one of the highest scoring teams in the state, Helena was. They lose to Vestavia 44 to nothing. I know it's a 7 8 team and a good 7 8 team, but they get a rebound win over Watumka 58 28. So Hillcrest now will host Helena in the second round. Not a super far drive, but Helena will drive over to Tuscaloosa for that one. Uh, ben Russell, the team that beat Helena and won the region championship, 39 13 winners over Sydney Lanier. Sydney Lanier's last football game ever uh, as the Poets. They lose to Ben Russell at Alexander City. Ben Russell will now host Hueytown, who gets a. Uh, uh, Hueytown team that beat Theodore 14-0, shut them out. Revenge game from last year. Theodore knocked Hueytown out of the playoffs. So uh, Ben Russell will now host Hueytown there in Alexander City. Should be a good one there. And then my home of Patriots, they fall 10-9 to Pike Road in the Battle of the Patriots. Homewood's quarterback and top receiver got injured in the first half. They were up 9-7 to at halftime, Pike Road. It was a defensive showcase in the second half. Pike Road got into the range to kick field goal, and Homewood could not come back and win that one. So 10-0, Pike Road wins. And Spanish Fort, they beat Bessemer City. No shock here. 28 to nothing. So uh, interesting southern half, Sarlin at Briarwood, Helena at Hillcrest, Hueytown at Ben Russell, and Spanish Fort at Pike Road. Spanish Fort, Pike Road, Hillcrest, Helena. I mean, mm. those matchups, those matchups are solid to me. I still like Sarah Lynn to obviously move on all the way to the championship, but I mean, Hillcrest can make a run. Helena can make a run. I got to slow Road. my heart rate down. These are some games just get you pumping. <laughs> Pike Road can make a run. Spanish Four can make a run. Some really good games there in the south. All right, in the north, Parker, uh, 62-14. Big winners over Mae Jemison there out of Huntsville. They will host Oxford um, at uh, here in Birmingham. Oxford wins 45-27 over a good Athens team. Parker, I expect Parker to move on to the semifinals if I had to pick it. But, uh, I mean, Oxford's a tough out. On the other side, you got Gaston City Hartzell. Are tough outs. I mean, this is wow. a good this is a good final sixteen there for six. You're in the meat of it right here. And Parker and Oxford. I mean, there's no way you can sit back and say, well, you know, here's the advantage here, here's the advantage there. The only advantage at all is that Oxford's got to travel about an hour to get to Parker. Other than that, an hour's drive in the cheese wagon maybe is it. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's that's pretty, the pretty only much. Yeah. The only advantage that, that Parker would have. And that's what being a one seed will get you. You get to have that home game there for the uh, Thundering Herd. All right, Gaston City, they beat Gardendale 44-14. 
huge shout out to Gardendale, three and seven, but winning the three games that when it mattered the most to get into the playoffs. So uh, big, uh, big end of the season there for Gardendale. They lose to Gaston City though, forty-four fourteen. Hartzell they beat Center Point. Center Point with George Bates, always so close, just can't quite get over the hump. Hartzell they win twenty-eight eighteen. If Center Point had won that, wouldn't have shocked anybody, I don't think. Hartzell they had to go to Gaston City. Gaston City. 7A team dropped down, uh, not this past reclassification, but the one before that. And, you know, they they have a chance to make a little noise there in Class 6A now, dropping down a classification. Wouldn't surprise me if they win this one, but then you got surprised. you got to play the winner of Parker and Oxford after that. Muscle Shoals, they win 42-7 over Pinson Valley. They will play Fort Payne, who won 45-28 over Mortimer Jordan. Jordan had a great season, ended maybe a little earlier than they thought. Uh, Muscle Shoals will host Fort Payne in that one. And then my pick out of the North, most, pick, most people's pick out of the North, most people's pick to win the state championship. And a lot of people's overall number one in the state because of their win over Thompson. Clay Chaltville wins 49-7 over Coleman. Mountain Brook, they beat Buckhorn 35-14. Clay Mountain Brook, a semifinal matchup you typically would expect. However, it is in the second round because Mountain Brook lost to Parker. So uh, Clay will host that one at Cougar Stadium against Mountain Brook. So your northern teams, Parker, Oxford, Gaston City, Hartzell, Muscle Shoals, Fort Payne, Clay Chaltville, Mountain Brook, all teams you expect to be there. And once again, some incredible games. Move on. I'm telling you, I'm, it's just incredible. <laughs> this is the thing is, we get to this point in the season. I remember last year it was Thompson Vestavia, I believe, in the second round, which is what it is this year, and Hoover and Hewitt, which is what it is this year. Different seeds, but that's what it was last year. And I remember watching Hoover and Hewitt like in the press box, everybody on their toes because if Thompson had played to Hewitt, it would have been at home. Hoover it would have been on the road because Hoover won the regular season matchup. I'm sitting there looking through my scores. I'm on my iPad after the game like, oh, my gosh, did you see so-and-so? Be- oh, right. wait, hold on. Did you see? Hold on. Wait, did you I mean, it's just like right. all night Friday night will be that because of all these good matchups. So uh, moving on to Class 7A, and then we'll get to the game we are at here in a second. Central Phoenix City, they beat Davidson 63-21. No real shock there. Auburn, however, beats Baker on the road. They had to go to Mobile and take on Baker. 27-17, Auburn wins that one. Surprise, surprise. Central Phoenix City and Auburn are playing each other in the, in the playoffs. However, it's in the, the, uh, the second round, not the semifinals. The winner of that game will face the winner of Mary Montgomery, who beat Dothan. Close game, down to the wire. Dothan was ahead. Uh, uh, ahead the whole game. Large, large portion of that game. 21-13, Mary Montgomery gets that win. Enterprise, they beat Daphne. No shock there, 63-28. Enterprise goes to Mobile to take on Mary Montgomery. Still leaning Central Phoenix City, but who does Central Phoenix City play? Yeah, well. Because Mary Montgomery, they're undefeated. They have done nothing to make me think they would lose to Enterprise. We just know that Enterprise is a good, strong team who is, you know, a typical playoff team. So here's the deal. Mary Montgomery's never been this far. Nope. Okay. The shock value is about to get to them. Uh, you know, I fully expect them to probably beat Enterprise, but Enterprise, dang good football team. Okay. If Mary Montgomery wins, then you got to go to, is it Metro, Metro Stadium? I can't remember the name of the stadium in, in Phoenix City, but I assume that they Garrett will Garrett Harrison Stadium. Yeah, okay. I don't know. It's just like they got to have some type of, well, I've never been here before feeling, okay? Yeah. So this is going to be real good. This south bracket on 7A, you still expect Central Phoenix City to come out of it, of course. Yeah. But it's going to be fun getting there. Central, there, there's four teams at the top and then everybody else, and it's Central, Thompson, Sarah, and Clay. If you made an argument for any of them to be at the top, I would understand. Now, Thompson's the one that has a loss, but it's two one of those teams in there. Um yeah, it's 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 tough to beat Central. Central, with this, though, will be at home next week regardless. If they play Mary Montgomery, they'll be at home because they're on top of the bracket with equal travel. And if they play Enterprise, they'll be at home because they finished higher than Enterprise in their region. Auburn can only be at home if they play Mary Montgomery. If they play Enterprise, um, then they'll have to go to Enterprise, finishing behind them in region play. Um, so there's your Southern matchups in Class 7A. Then, of course, in the North, big shock, I know, 7A Region 3 swept everybody. I thought Austin may could potentially pull it off. They were the closest to pulling it off. James Clements had Hoover early on, then Hoover just exploded. Hoover has been the best second-half team in the state this year. And I know you say Hoover hadn't been the best in anything this year in the state because of their record. But they have exploded after awful first halves, even against the worst teams. 
I mean, they have just exploded, and uh, they did it against James Clemens. They went 42-16. But you know the most shocking thing that jumps off the page to me is Hoover has to win the second-round playoff game to be a 500 team this year. <laughs> yeah. They still have a losing record going into the second round of the playoffs. That's right. They're five and six, finished four and six yeah. overall. Now they're four and three in region. They won the region games that matter to ultimately sneak in. Really right. one game that mattered, and it was the Spain Park game in their first region game of the season, their first win of the season. But yeah, it is crazy to see James Clemens come in. All these teams come in. I mean, right. we're used to sitting and looking at Thompson. Thompson's what, nine and one because they had to cancel that game, so that was their tenth game, so they're right. nine and one on the season. Yeah. Pretty much expected. Uh, but, yeah, not for Hoover. And the thing is, Hewitt, this is the crazy thing. I feel like a team like Hewitt hates because they constantly had to play a team like Hoover in the second round of the playoffs. Right. Well, guess what? You get to do it again, but you're ahead. Hoover's having to play up to Hewitt because of the way the region finished out. It's flipped. And even though it's flipped and you did that much better than Hoover and finished two spots ahead of Hoover, you still got to play <laughs> Hoover in the second round. Instead yeah. of it being a 2v4 like it is, um, or instead of it being a 1v3 like it was, is with Thompson and Vestavia, it's a 2v4 instead. But Hewitt's the two, and you still got to play Hoover, and it's still Hoover in the playoffs. And once again, despite the record, you expect Hoover to win when it comes to the playoffs. And, and, and look at your note there about the history. That's the other most shocking thing in the world is Hoover – is 29 and 1 in second round playoff games and look at Hewitt Trustful. Yeah. Hewitt has not won a second round game since 2008 and the biggest reason why is because 7A about a decade ago when this started obviously in that region there with Hoover before Thompson came on Hoover was the dominant team then Thompson comes on obviously have been the dominant team since. Right. But Hewitt even when they left remember they left region 3 for 2 years. Right. But guess what? Even if you win that first game, which they did win those first games that there is region champ, you got to play Hoover. You got to play Thompson. You got to right. play a region three team. You just can't escape it in class 7A. They're trying to fix it with the whole, um, you know, rotating regions thing that, you know, Hewitt would, may, would maybe play. But here's the thing Hoover, they're either playing James Clemens, they're either playing Mary Montgomery, which I think they beat both of those, right. or Central Phoenix City. If they lose to Central Phoenix City, as a four seed playing at one. They lose to Central Phoenix City. Guess what? You're playing Central Phoenix City, who's even better than Hoover. That's right. It's not going to fix anything for a team like Hewitt Trustville rotating these regions around. That's right. The We're only thing that ahead. fixes it is to seed everybody one through 16. That's right. Because at that point, Hewitt Trustville is probably like a five seed, where, or you know, maybe even higher than that, right. to where then you avoid teams potentially based on where they are. Regardless, you're going to have to play a tough team. It's either Hoover or Central Phoenix City in that regard. So... I don't know what to tell you, Hewitt. I don't really know what to say. Listen, it's going to benefit regions one and four when they rotate next year. And, you know, but once two and three are on the same side, right? Congrats, one and four. You get to make it to the Super Seven to then get That's destroyed right. by Central or Thompson or whoever. Right. So the teams that never get to go to the Super Seven, oh, per pitiful me, they're going to get to get there, and then they're going to get to get wiped by either regions three or, or two or three. So yeah, we all know what it's about. But <laughs> it's like those it years. You know, 2008, 2009, when Alabama and Florida were in the SEC championship with Tebow there. Right. And, you know, they won in 08, and then Alabama came back, won in 09. That was the national championship game. It didn't matter who they went and played the next week, or that, right. you know, in the championship. We knew they were going to destroy them. That's right. And we knew that the winner of that was going to be the champion, and that's kind of what it will be when it's Central Thompson, but in the semifinals instead. Right. That, you know, Central Auburn are playing this week because Auburn got upset and didn't play as good this year. If it's Central Thompson, they both could be unbeaten and you're still not playing in the state championship. So I don't know that rotating the regions necessarily helps. And I feel like I'm picking on teams when I say that. But you just look at round one, Thompson and Florence. Let's just say Florence is doesn't have to go through all that and they get to play mobile teams and they end up getting to the Super 7. Then you've got Thompson or Central playing a Florence team. That's going to be real entertaining, folks, at the Super 7. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me. But I get what they're doing. I get that we need everybody to get a chance to participate. Final thing I'll say on this, I would love to take Class 7A as it is now. Right. Throw it in the trash. Okay. And start over. Still have a, I don't call it a super classification necessarily because it's only based on school size, but still have an upper classification, but completely rework how it's done. And there's a million things that go into that. I get that. That it's based on regions. It's based on school size for a region, for a reason. But there's a lot that can be fixed in that. None of it will ever get fixed. It just is how it is. And guess what? You have Hoover taking on Hewitt Trustful, and you have Thompson taking on Vestavia, and it's going to be that way every 
single year. And you got Central taking on Auburn. Yep. And you got Enterprise still sitting there. Either Dothan or and Dothan, in this case, Dothan really probably got upset, even though it was a one seed. Right. Probably got upset. Right. So anyway, Hoover taking on Hewitt Trustville this week. That game will be at Hewitt Trustville. Hey, but I tell you one thing: Foley can come alive. Prattville can come alive. Yep. Which would change Region Two. It would also change Region One. James Clemens, Huntsville, Sparkman, Florence—they could all get better. Just saying. And like I pointed out in the reclassification, there's a chance that a team like Clay Chalville is sitting on the outside coming in. Guess what? Region three. All you've done is add another strong team to region three. It doesn't look like the teams that would come up, it seems like are in the Birmingham area, Helena. I mean, they're eight and two. They lost pretty bad to Vestavia, but overall pretty decent football club in the region three. It's all region three. It seems like the teams that are on the outside looking in right now. Right. Um, and the one I think they can come up in the South is Robertsdale, who's not winning a game in six, a much less right. in class seven. A. So none of it's going to get fixed. Congratulations. It's going to be this way moving forward. Hoover, they're taking on Hewitt Trustville at Hewitt Trustville. Let's move on to the last Thompson, game. Thompson, they beat Florence 42-0. Vestavia, they beat Austin. Uh, big uh, second half there. They win by 21-38-17. So now Vestavia has to go to Thompson, and Thompson will be at home regardless if they win that game. That game will be in Alabaster on Friday. We'll, of course, be on the call for that one. But here's the thing. Outside of Clay Chalville, who ended up beating uh, Thompson based on a missed field goal from Thompson, Vestavia is the toughest team by far that Thompson has played this season. Oh, absolutely. I know they're coming in as a three seed, but this is the game that would, if I'm Thompson, if I'm a Thompson fan, and we work for Thompson, obviously, but this is the game that scares me more than even Hewitt or Hoover in the second round. That's right. If you're a Thompson fan, you need to show up. Just as simple. I mean, that place needs to, the, the, the aura of Warrior Stadium needs to be the aura of Warrior Stadium. It's yeah. just that simple. Uh, let me tell you something. Vestavia is a very good football team. John Paul Head, great quarterback. They're well coached. They're motivated. They won last week. I forgot the score. What was it, John? Uh, 38-17. Yeah, okay. They came back in the second half, had a great second half, played good. They've had some blowout wins here in the second half of the season. Their motivation and that um, – momentum as well has got them to this game do not be fooled that this is a usual thompson win i got a call this morning you know they're just already marking it down that's not right at all mm -mm. thompson's got to play their best game of the season because they're going to get vestavia's best game of the season it's going to be a great ball game you can see it on the warrior nation network dot org of course we'll be on the call for that one my system spit out thompson by 20 no way it was an 18-point game last time, but it wasn't even remotely close to that. I know it's just using what the score ultimately is. Right. But we watched that game. And our Milo's player of the week for last week, Trent Seaborn, wow, freshman well quarterback deserved. from Thompson. We sat there and watched the performance, 25 of 29 passing for 343 yards and three touchdowns. Also had a rushing touchdown. Not like that as the running quarterback. They have their backup as basically a running quarterback. But, uh, you know, Trent showing his legs as well. Of course, uh, winning that game 42 to nothing. 17 consecutive playoff victories for Thompson, all behind uh, freshman quarterback Trent Seaborn. However, when they played Vestavia, Trent Seaborn threw for three interceptions because Jordan Ross, who's arguably the number one player in the state, one of the top edge rushers in the country, is rushing in his face every single time. Right. That's why Vestavia can change things. And not only do you have a good edge rusher, he's going against a freshman. I mean, Trent's incredible. But at the end of the day, he's still a freshman. And you got a good guy like that in his face the entire time. But it's playoff Thompson. Who knows? If Thompson won this game by 30, it wouldn't shock me. If Vestavia won this game, it wouldn't shock me. But this is going to be a good matchup regardless. And, of course, you can catch it all, like Jerry said, on the Warrior Nation Network. Yeah, warriornationnetwork.org. And by the way, if you get in your car from some of these games going home and you want to hear the scores of all the games, the best place to do it, you can just right in your car go to the Mixler app or go to warriornationnetwork.com, click the Listen button. We'll be on the air after the game giving scores, and John will also have bracket matchups. So the best place to get your scores and who's playing who next week as well. So when you get in your car from some of these games, go to warriornationnetwork.org. I got it all for you. We got it all for you on the Warrior Nation Network. We'll be back next week with round three of the playoffs right here on Next Round Preps.